0: And when we start to toss out any perspective of we ha- that we have of linear time, I feel we are actually opening ourselves to a greater potential to the infinite field of the mind of the universe or the Akashic field, which is a, a crystalline-based database where we can realize that everything that ever has been or, or has been experienced or even imagined within creation is within there. And it's really just the tools of learning to navigate through it. And that's what I feel that a lot of us are at the stage of right now. We're just really learning the mechanics of the Akashic Library, which is held right within us. We are that scanner, that reader of the, of the library. And so the more that we learn this, um, my feeling is that it's infinite what we're going to be able to tap into. Welcome to your Awakening Journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry.
1: Welcome back Ascenders to another episode of the Awaken podcast, a show in which we have expansive conversations to assist you in your ascension process. My name is Brian Henry, I'm the founder of Together We Ascend and the Ascend Academy, which is a global community of lightworkers who are answering the call to come together to ascend together. So if you believe you are one of the souls that have joined us on this planet at this time to assist in the process of planetary collective ascension, well, we're looking for you. I'm super excited to share that we just recently opened things up to now both offer a free and an activated membership. So if you're feeling the resonance here, you're hearing the call, I invite you to head on over to Academy. TogetherWeAscend.com to check us out and see what we're about. And if this is your first time here or you haven't yet already and you end up liking some of what you hear, I invite you to hit that subscribe button on YouTube or your favorite podcast player wherever you're listening to this from. Becca B is an ascension guide and a evolutionary galactic astrologer and she brings together and expertise in a wide array of different tools including human design, QHHT, and galactic astrology to support others in their path towards health and awakening. In this episode you're going to hear her share some of the depth to her knowledge with these tools as well as her experience in her own journey of exploring our galactic histories and who we really are. This is a profound conversation in which we get into things like how you can access your galactic memories and why you would even want to, what are light codes and how you can access those too, and how we are connected to the stars and the influence that planetary bodies have on us and how we can apply this knowledge to better understand ourselves and navigate our journeys. We also find out that we may just have an owner's manual that some of us may have misplaced. So, if you're ready to discover this and so much more, this is my conversation with Becca B. Yeah, so every so often I come across someone new, and in a short matter of time, I quickly get the sense that this is someone that I want to learn more from. And our guest today is certainly one of these people. Becca V is an Ascension Guide, a quantum evolutionary galactic astrologer. She brings together a wide array of different tools as a human design analyst, massage therapist, and QHHT, EFT, and NLP practitioner in order to guide others towards health and awakening. Through trauma release work, she helps others break free from limitations and reconnect to their power. Because of this, healers and light workers find themselves drawn to her as the work she does helps them step into being the leaders and the guides that they've come here to be. Um, before we open this up, I want to do something that I feel is going to be pretty fun. Um, I'm going to call all those across time and space that are tuning into this transmission to give a big, warm happy solar return wish to Becca B. Hare, who I'm just so honored is choosing to, to spend some time with me to have this conversation on the podcast on the day of her birthday.
0: Oh, it, it's such a gift. It's perfect. <laughs> Thank yeah. you.
1: You feel that all the uh, all the souls tuning in and just wishing you. I have a big-
0: goosebumps on <laughs> my arms right now. I love it. <laughs> yeah,
1: I feel them too. It's actually such an amazing thing being able to tune into the collective consciousness that are here with us, um, even before they they get the chance to to experience the transmission in the physical
0: it's such a a way to really experience the quantum to experience that vibration of beginning to understand in the physical now how there is no time and so we can go back and love our younger self and feel it in the now and our future self so thank you for that what a perfect intro yeah
1: well, speaking of uh, intros, before we get into all that, I know you have to share in terms of the knowledge and wisdom that you're, you're here to bring to us. Um, I feel like a, a introduction from yourself is is in order. Um, so I'm going to leave you to interpret this as you'd like. Who are you and why are you here?
0: Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that question because honestly, in a lot of ways, this is the question so many of us have as we are seeking our soul's purpose. Why am I here? What am I here to do? And that has definitely been a call in my heart to understand that within my own self, within my own heart and my own journey in this lifetime. And through that, I will honestly say that that is constantly evolving. I feel as though who I am is constantly growing into the potential of my higher self that it is an expression from the soul or even the oversoul level. So, you know, um, I just have been honored to really be able to be drawn towards many, many modalities. You've listed a few in there, but, you know, I am a manifesting generator, so <laughs> Throughout my 25 years of really exploring, I have dove down every path really to fillet myself open in order to get to that deeper wisdom within of that axiom that used to be on the entrance of all the temples, know thyself, because how can we truly be a guide or any sort of resource for others if we're not willing to go and jump into it ourselves, so Through that, you know, I definitely will say I had a childhood and an upbringing um, into adulthood that gave me lots of opportunities to dive into that deep well of know thyself to free myself from a lot of the patternings, a lot of the things that I had experienced, the belief systems that I had had superimposed upon me. And the more and more I started to break free, the more I started to really feel this sense of liberation, joy, expansion in the heart, and just going like, oh my gosh, we can all do this. (laughs) We can all step into feeling a sense of freedom to be who we truly desire to keep evolving and expanding ourselves into because i don't think that journey ever stops in this lifetime i don't think i'm going to get to a place that says oh this is it this is who i am because every time i feel like i get to that next level it's almost as though the higher self opens up a, a whole other array another dimension of of expression expansion of learning of growing so within that i would say you know i'm just someone who has been journeying on the path, and one of my greatest joys is to share it with anyone else choosing this path, and that as we go through it, you know, it's like we are constantly creating the remembrance, bringing back our memories, Mm -hmm. our galactic memories back to the earth so that we truly can remember who we are so that we now have a better perspective in navigating where we are choosing to go. As our consciousness, and you know, one of the things I always love to say is that you know, even even within uh, what we might say earth-based history, there is that statement of those who do not remember their past are doomed to repeat it. So, when we really do do choose to actually go maybe into some of the uncomfortable places to learn our true history, reinstate our memories open ourselves to growing, to continually pushing that barrier of comfort into expanding ourselves, you know, I do feel as though we are, as a collective, bringing our memories back, and that as we all share these experiences together, it is accelerating almost like the quantum tipping point of consciousness on the planet that I think is just going to just blast open our awareness of reading the Akashic records again, so... I don't
1: know if that answered your question. But... <laughs> There's a reason why I uh, I prefaced my question with saying interpret it as you as you wish, and uh, by no surprise um, we asked you about who you are and why you're here, and uh, you took it as an opportunity to to share um, the the wisdom that you you hold within you. So thank you for for already opening things up. Um, you did answer my question in in your own way, and that's all that we ever need. Um, you mentioned it a few times there, the the remembrance, the accessing of our, our galactic memories. Um, I'm curious to hear, uh, to what degree do you feel we are able to to remember who we are beyond perhaps these lifetimes?
0: You know what, that I have been really just getting so excited with as as uh, tools such as QHHT, past life regression any kind of even being mindful of reading our body our feelings and our expressions within ourselves give us the opportunity to actually step through what we might think of portals or doorways into time And they are like streams of light or streams of consciousness. And so, a lot of times, even opening ourselves to, say, a past life remembrance or even an earlier childhood remembrance will maybe open up to a past life remembrance or even potentially to a galactic remembrance. And as we follow these strands, because galactic history is, I feel, beyond anything our human mind can truly conceptualize it's billions and billions of earth years if you will (laughs) of history and so there are so many records and so many different quantum expressions that we've had within our soul that i think what it does is that we have the infinite potential to step into the quantum web or the quantum field of our memories. And that when we start to surrender, needing to know anything in a linear fashion, where a lot of times the mind will be like, oh, well, if this was my past life, then how come, you know, where does this memory fit in? And where does this memory fit in? And there will be a lot of people that will do even say, going into feelings within the body that will be more of a parallel Life experience because it won't match in a linear perspective to time, and when we start to toss out any perspective of we have that we have of linear time, I feel we are actually opening ourselves to a greater potential to the infinite field of the mind of the universe or the akashic field, which is a, a crystalline based database where we can realize that everything that ever has been or or has been. Exp- Experienced or even imagined within creation is within there. And it's really just the tools of learning to navigate through it. Kind of like you remember um, might be dating myself here. But going to the library back in the day as a kid, I'd go to the library, and in order to look up a book in the library, you had to learn how to read the codes and the numbers in there and then find the right file to flip through all of the cards to find the book that you were looking for, and then you would take, and it was almost like a skill to even learn how to navigate the library, and that's what I feel that a lot of us are at the stage of right now. We're just really learning the mechanics of the Akashic Library, which is held right within us. We are that scanner, that reader of the, of the library. And so the more that we learn this, um, my feeling is that it's infinite what we're going to be able to tap into. And that I feel yes, that we will Uh, That is what the time is opening up into these starseed children that are really coming through, these really advanced children. I'm sitting here with goosebumps for all of the the, um, Pluto and Aquarius generation kids that are about to be coming through here very shortly that are just going to blast open anything that we have thought is possible. And I think within this, there's going to be even a lot of crystalline technologies that are going to give us kind of like training wheels or boosters for us to be able to even access these memories a little bit better. So I'm excited where this is going. I think it's infinite how we're we're able to tap into the libraries, should we just learn how to go through and read them.
1: Yeah. Um, Just to, to be clear here, when you refer to crystalline technologies, are you referring to like creations that are outside of us, so to speak?
0: Well, I actually learned something really amazing the other day, Um, had a beautiful uh, guest speaker that I I was talking to, and she was sharing with the group about fascia. And it's actually now understood that even within our body, the water that we drink As it starts to integrate into our body, it actually turns into a crystalline form as it compresses and moves into our fascia. So crystalline is a body chemistry of which we are more maybe of a hybridization of it at this point within this physicality. I'd say we're a blending of a potential of carbon to silica all the way to crystalline. And that a lot of times I feel as we start to learn to clear our karma, our debt, our um, limiting belief systems, the, the limiting words or um, thought forms that we have and that we carry, what we're really doing is we're clearing out any of this miasma binding, almost like fascia literally, I mean, it almost, it, it I don't want to say it almost, it literally does translate into a physical expression in our body of tightness and, and tensed up fascia, bound up fascia. And we start to unlock that. What we're really doing is we're releasing the light codes, which is really right within our physiology, our atoms, our molecules, our DNA and as that light begins to stream and flow through the bound up places now we start to have access to what we might think of as other rooms in the library so mm-hmm. crystal and i do i do Um, Yes, there are advanced, what I would just say, consciously advanced other races, be it interdimensional or even off-planetary, such as the Alpha Centaurians, the Eridona star nation, many of the higher vibrational Syrian star nations, and uh, many, many more, you know, are operating more within a crystalline mind frame of being, meaning that they are attuned more to aligning every thought, feeling, and emotion with what we might call here on earth law of one thinking, but what we could also refer to as living light energy, meaning shareable waves, shareable energy, that when you and I are communicating and we do breath work and we, you know, set sacred intention for, say, this conversation, what we're doing is we're sinking our energy. And as we sink our energy, we're creating shareable waves, waves that have a living frequency between us that are literally creating more life, more light on the planet. But I know every single one of us can know of times where we have shared interactions with others, where we know that the other individual is not choosing to uh, maybe match vibration or or be at a higher level of, of mind frame or heart. And what we usually refer to these people uh, as are vampiric, parasitic, narcissistic, meaning people who will want things but just to fulfill their own feelings, their own light, not wanting to share it or perpetuate it or with any empathy of how it's going to maybe influence others. And so when we imagine sharing our energy with someone who's expecting us to do something or um, wanting us to share our energy, our thoughts, our wisdom for their own benefit to make them feel better, it doesn't feel good. And our heart will many times feel almost like a uh, or it feels icky or it feels as though we're drained or we might even start to feel a little bit frustrated or angry um, with that. And that's a really neat way for us to understand that the more subtle we get to being mindful to what we're feeling in our body, the more that we're going to acknowledge that it's right within us how we are choosing to manage our light frequencies through us. And the more that we choose to align with those that are wanting to honor, to uplift, to live law of one mind frame, our heart space, we're gonna feel that vibration go. And what that does is it will in actuality in a physical level start to amplify the crystalline energy in our body. So we start to see how we evolve as First an individual, but then as a species into potentially being planetarily conscious to potentially begin to interact with some of these higher consciousness beings in a more interactive way as far as what we can do to begin to heal the planet, make the planet a beautiful place and heal each other. So. Mm I say it is outside of us, but it's also right inside of us, which I think is amazing. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So this conversation of um, the shift from a a carbon-based structure to a crystalline one, um, is this something that can be observed? Are we able to observe that physiologically at this point?
0: You know, I actually do think... That technology is getting to the place that we can observe this. There's, you know, and part of me, I don't, I don't know all the names of these technologies, but things I, I believe it's like Krillian photography, Aura mm-hmm. photography. Um, there is actually a lot of now very microscopic ways in which scientists are observing even the microorganisms within the body and able to see how much. Um, Almost a plasma light they're emanating in mm-hmm. within them. And so I think the more and more we start to see deeper into the microcosm within ourselves, again, that idea of as above, so below, we're gonna see that our universe that's right within our body looks a lot more like space, <laughs> like like the cosmos, like the like light and space and nebulas and things like this than than we would even imagine. And it's really this physical reality that is. Um, not the norm within that reality. So yes, I do think there is ways to begin to start to see it on a physical level, but a lot of the light code uh, alignments and ways in which we are reinstating ourselves back into our divine blueprint is going to come through more subtle layers of our aura or what we might call our light body or astral bodies all the way up to say um, the causal body. And that it's going to take us having an awareness of really activating what I feel is our third eye in order to see through our internal or our higher vision, the mm-hmm. subtle realities. And of course, we know there's a lot of people that are naturally endowed with that gift of seeing auras, seeing colors, seeing seeing fields. And so I think that will be something that you know will become a lot more common.
1: Awesome. Yeah. And just to add to the the conversation of what can be observed, I know that there's also um, more and more science pointing to the understanding that we are um, emitting information through through light and receiving information through light not just within the the body which is certainly happening cells are, are having this conversation communicating through light but then also um, interpersonally amongst each other that they're they're able to observe that that's taking place as well so it's really awesome to just be able to see all the the science and um, that's beginning to just deepen our our understanding of of some of these practices and things that we've intuitively sensed for some time. Uh, But now there's, you know, growing tangible evidence of it.
0: Oh, you know, and that just kind of leads me to the thought too, that I think the more and more that we really start to put credence and um, intention to understanding water, Mm -hmm. what water truly is, the... um, The living life force that it is, the spirit that it is, you know, even when you go into the Gnostic teachings and the stories of Tiamat and the stories of even the creation of the earth, it is all about the the filament. It's all about the working with the water and that through the water comes the light comes the life. And so even with now are starting to even play around with ideas like sending intention, sending love to water, and then beginning to see the crystalline form of it shift and change. I think this is, again, just going to take us to a whole new level when we start to realize it's more than just something really neat or cool that we're observing, but that it is going to be something that I think especially for our children and our future generations going to be vital for us to remember the words we speak, the thoughts we think, the way in which we are holding our intentions with each other is imperative. It is either, it's either living light energy or dead light energy.
1: Yeah, I want to go deeper into um, the, Topic of remembrance and accessing the the knowledge that is within our being. Um, even the uh, the term light code. I want to see if we can make a little bit of sense of that because again, that's another one that gets kind of tossed around a little bit. But I'm not sure I even understand what what that really entails. Um, so maybe tying that into um, why why yeah why why is it um beneficial to us to to set these intentions around accessing our 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 galactic memories and our our remembrance on that on that layer
0: um you know and and again i think it's like those that have the draw in their soul it's it's one of those things it's like you almost can't answer why it's almost like i don't know why i just have to (laughs) Um, And within this, I think what it is, is it's starting to reinstate a lot of the the memories that we have of our connection to these other star systems, so other solar Rishi or other solar beings out in creation, and this would, in essence, start to create a, a a reverence in in a sense of love, not of worship, but in just a sense of reverence and love for the living life force of light that we receive from just our solar logos in this solar system that we exist in. And that within all of the rays of energy, the light that comes from the sun, that when we start to kind of see it from either our higher mind perspective, or even just starting to um, realize even on a scientific level that every single sun or star out there emanates different geometry, different um, different radiance, different almost chemistry from the photonic or, you know, I'm not sure if photonics the right word for it, but from the, the particles of light that are coming, these particles that are moving through, which Packets are carried through the neutrinos through space, and these neutrinos pass right through us. So in essence, our solar systems really hold um, uh, an attunement in how our body survives within, say, planet Earth. And our body is acclimated to the solar system, right? So our body has an ability to tap into a lot of the solar records of the sun. But that through galactic history, there has been a lot of distortion, distortion through the stargates, distortion through how we have been cut off from even our connection to the Sirius star system, which is a binary, um, a binary uh, relationship with our solar being within this solar system that we're in. And so we've been cut off from that energy. A lot of the stargates on earth that connected to the Sirius star system that allowed easy, easy um, travel back and forth were shut down during a lot of these wars. And because of this, there isn't a space within us that gets cut off from having a remembrance. To these energies but the memories are now just stored more dormant within us and we can kind of have an understanding as we kind of go out through the cosmos that there's connections to the the suns in the orion system into lyra lyra is the one of the highest vibrations of our solar um, logos here in this solar system and of course the pleiades the Taurus cloud There's all of these connections to the greater body of the universe, right? And as we start to reinstate ourselves to attuning to this energy, what we're doing is we're starting to go like, okay, here's our connection to the sun. And we can realize that we are aligned and attuned to it. But if our body wanted to go to the Sirius star system, it's going to have different emanations from it. It's actually much bigger than our solar logos. Uh, our consciousness would actually have a really hard time staying present or conscious within it because it w- it is so much more massive that it would have so much more higher radiance on our consciousness that we would probably get dizzy. We would probably pass out. <laughs> we wouldn't really be able to acclimate it through our body. Now, when we start to think about these great years, right, these, these yuga cycles, or what is called the great year, these 26,800 year cycles, what's happening is we're coming from far apart, which we might think of dark ages of consciousness, back to the binary connection of Sirius and earth again, and what is happening is now our solar logos is aligning to all of these other solar bodies within the universe. Now, as it aligns, it starts to bring their light through it, so it starts to come into us, and so these light codes are really hard for us to kind of understand on a physical or mental level, but I do feel at some point in time, we're going to start to have the technology to actually see it or understand it because it's literal geometry, light codes that come in. And so, the way I like to kind of describe this is imagine that you have a cell phone and I have a cell phone, and I can take a picture, which is really just a capturing of pixels of light, but I can send that picture to you and it's being sent across these these the the it's being sent across space about across from here to wherever you are and as it's being sent across we can't see it but your phone is translating it and restructuring it again back into the image of which i captured right we're kind of like these cell phones And so as the packets of information are starting to come into us, as we learn to decode them, what we're doing is we're starting to bring now more galactic memories back. This Mm -hmm. is why I think there's a resurgence of why people are going like, wait a minute. I don't think this is just a family trauma that I went through as a child. I think it just feels like it's more than that. And so we will through this heart desire, start seeking more and through the awareness of just being mindful and non-judgment this is how I feel a lot of our permission to have these memories come back because many of them we felt crazy (laughs) for having these thoughts or these visions or you know things that 10 years ago we couldn't share with other people because they we you know, it wasn't a topic that we could just talk about openly like we are now. And now that we're having more permission to talk about it, I feel it's because of these alignments through the solar bodies, influencing the light codes in us, which is advancing our biotechnology, if you will, or our biocrystalline energy within our body. So it's awakening a lot of the memories again within us. And as we awaken it, as we walk upon the earth, our own very frequency upon the earth is also being that conduit of energy for the earth body to begin to unlock a lot mm-hmm. of her records she's held within. And I think there is just going to be a mass unraveling of discoveries of sacred sites, um, hidden records in her inner places within the world i think we're going to find a lot of archaeologists and people starting to uncover and find a lot of the ancient wisdom that's been on the earth again and once each time that happens our consciousness just goes whoa you know it just validates our our remembrance of yes there was something there yes there is something for us to remember that's beyond say maybe maybe just the history of where we think egypt was so long ago
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, so many, so many questions are just popping up in in that share there. Um, okay, so before I ask any, I just wanted to, um, in case anyone's listening to to just the audio, there was something that you were um conveying um verbally that I think would be a good idea to emphasize for them. Um, this is something actually I've I've learned from you when you came to share at the summit. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but the cycle that we're in with um, with Sirius, um, we're we're coming closer in proximity our planet and sirius is coming closer into proximity is this correct yes that's correct and this uh parallels and has um has significance to our expansion of consciousness this is supporting our our awakening of consciousness
0: that that is that is absolutely what i feel yes yeah Okay, yeah.
1: I just wanted to make sure to convey that to the audio audience because you're doing it with your with your hands, showing how in our cycle we were we're coming closer. Um, and I thought that was a really cool point to to understand that that is, is supporting us. Um, now I want to better understand the okay. so with with regards to the the light codes piece. Is it that these are codes within us, codes that we are receiving from from the sun, these planetary bodies, or or is it both?
0: You know, I I honestly feel it's right inside of us. Um, And this is something that I've really been uh, expanding kind of even my perception on. And one of the things that I actually found a video of recently is this beautiful video that they have shown how DNA writes, unwrites and rewrites itself and turns DNA to RNA and on this kind of such a microscopic level of what is happening within atoms or cells of our body right in the nucleus of our of our different cells in our body so this is happening trillions and trillions of time and as it's doing this what it's literally doing is is taking these letters when you when you look at codons in the actual body um the chemistry of say even amino acids and and these letters that rewrite themselves within are like writing sentences. And I feel as though our bodies that we incarnate into are twofold. One as a soul or a spark or a spirit as a light that when we merge with the physical body, we are merging with something that's already um, pre-programmed. It's like buying a, a laptop that already has all of these programs on it. Because it's holding the genetic signatures of your mother, your father, your family tree, so on and so forth. Also, the energy of whatever food your mother was eating while you were in the womb, um, the land where you were born, the air that she's been breathing from those grid lines upon the earth. And all of this is actually really sacred. And I think, you know, as we start to reattune again to the wisdom of, our indigenous ancestors, such as even the aboriginals, who speak about how where a child is in the gestation time of the mother is a signifier of what heart songs or what ley lines upon the earth that they're here to be a guardian or a nurturer of. And so Many times they don't travel, especially the women don't travel far from wherever they first actually kicked and made a first kick or movement in the mother's womb is is how they take it as a symbol that this is the place where this soul is coming in to be a guardian of of the land right and this is where they will dream it's all about even the dreaming kind of what we think of even um shamanistic dream realms and walking through the liminal spaces and so now if we can understand that going like oh my gosh you know it's not just about you know, what's my soul mission and what's my soul purpose. There's a part of us that comes back to going like, hmm, I actually have to acknowledge that I'm utilizing a vehicle that the earth donated to me. So now I'm holding some of her memories, her records, her potential wounds and traumas that she might be asking us as a soul entering in, Here's where I'm hurting. Here's where my heart hurts. Will you heal it? And when we receive this, we feel it like it's our, it's ours. This is my pain. This is my trauma. This is my wisdom, right? And then, of course, as a soul, we'll enter into our own soul frequencies that might have different miasmas upon it that are still holding records that are embedded within us through electrical chart or not electrical but more of a uh it is kind of electrical the way that they show it to me but it's like a binding on our soul because our soul is very much like a plasma field like a, a record field right and it's like a mm-hmm. light field and this is you know in a lot of ways think about when people can see spirits walking upon the earth they're just walking around in a different type of body more like a plasma body right right So if we can start to see our soul like this, and that anytime we had major emotional things happen, trauma, um, traumatic death, loss of a family member, anything like this in in another lifetime, a lot of times that is so um, charged that it'll stick and embed into our light field. And so it will... Inbed in with us in the next incarnational cycle whatever body that we incarnate into and so now that merges with what's ever in our physical body and all of that is now creating these sentences through our dna rewriting itself and that is in essence in a lot of ways how we're expressing the outer hologram and and creating our reality around us. A lot of times, this is, again, just for a really basic example, it's like, oh, you know, I broke up from that relationship, but now I'm dating the same person, different face, right? You know, it's like, oh, how do I keep manifesting this in my life? Why does this keep showing up? Why does my life always feel like this and this and this is happening? And a lot of times that's just because that's the light patterns or the light language. Think That's how I like to look at our DNA writing itself is our light language embedding in there but a lot of it is writing sentences that are either like old like cuneiform that are missing pieces it's not totally connected so the sentence isn't fully writing itself maybe with our higher self and it's writing the re the stories of the earth trauma patterns or our past life patterns or other lifetime patterns. and so when we start to go in there and Be mindful of wherever we're triggered. Be mindful of whatever's coming up for us. We grab that energy and we allow it with no judgment to just pull us to the original time and place wherever it started. And as we begin to just be with it, bear witness to it with a neutral heart, we might get to see a past life person's experience, a a galactic experience and other planetary experience, you know, and as we start to maybe Get pulled into one of my um one of my early early memories was constantly feeling myself in this war but it was an intergalactic war it was war with ships in space and it was this place of feeling as though the loss of home the loss of family and 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 as though i was responsible i didn't do enough i should have done more right and as i finally was able to unravel enough to reach that that is where i started to really retrieve and remember a lot of the Lyran War memories that were embedded inside something that is so ancient that has just been recirculating from so many star starseeds here and as we come we realize that many of the wars that have happened in the in the galactic wars and timelines just replicate themselves and we're really just playing it out all over again here on earth so we go in there we love it we heal it We have a remembrance or more of a a mature spiritual perspective that says we're never going to go back and change the past. This is Mm -hmm. something powerful the Ontarians were really sharing with me was you can't unmanifest something in creation. So once something has been imagined or manifest within creation, So for example, let's just imagine our childhood and maybe what we felt our childhood was and how we were raised or maybe whatever traumas or things or say, maybe even something super traumatic, like a a family member passes away at a very early age in a family. We're not going to go back to those wounds that we hold inside and make it like that never happened and make it like, say, that person never passed away or that never hurt but what we do go back is we go and mindfully be with it with an open compassionate heart so that we get to see the larger the larger cycles the larger wisdom of the universe we start to see it from a spirit point of view which I love um I love this statement when when I go through some of these clearings with individuals is is the idea of like the truth is is we are more than our body and so when we go into a past life experience to heal it, a lot of times what we get to say is we're more than our body. Because look, after that spirit or that essence of our soul left that body, here we are, <laughs> you know, and it's the body that gets re. Rest- you know through the cycles of whatever you know we can imagine here on earth back to back dust to dust dirt back into the the natural cycles of the earth to be potentially remanifest into another body and so now we get to realize we are eternal and that was just an experience that we went through and what is a new way that we could perceive that experience so that we can see it from the compassion of our heart which now starts to unbind all of that emotional charge and binding on our soul field and it releases it. So now our soul kind of like releasing myofascial release in our body. Oh, we start to breathe a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. The charge disappears. So now we can visit the memory if we want, but now it's visited through love in the heart as, as opposed to like a trigger, a pain, um, you know, a kick in the gut or something like this. And that is really our process. And now not only are we healing something within our own psyche or within our greater soul records, but we're also healing that very, very same miasma off of the earth so i invite any individuals out there that are doing any healing work with yourself quantify it the moment that you heal it within yourself and free it let yourself breathe free from it say i quantify this to any and all other individuals upon the earth that have had any of the similar experience so that we can pull this very storyline out of the earth grid so that she can be free
1: when you say exactly.
0: quantify
1: it go ahead I, I was saying when you when you say quantify it
0: um so now we're gonna kind of imagine that every thought upon upon the earth actually feeds into kind of a quantum a quantum field so we okay. we can imagine our consciousness is collective consciousness in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when we feel pain, maybe sadness or I'm not good enough. Let's play with that one. I'm not good enough. I don't feel good enough, smart enough, or worthy. All of a sudden it hits into the planetary collective field of all individuals that are having that same belief system that are inputting that into planetary consciousness. And so when we heal it on ourselves, we can quantify that. We can say, please identify all places where Mm -hmm. any individuals or souls upon the earth are holding that very same belief system. And we open up a healing space for that to be freed from anyone that is holding that energy that may be in a space to be ready to let it go.
1: And we heal our collective heals with us. Yeah. Yeah. We may not be able to, to change our past memories, but it seems we can change our relationship to them.
0: I think we change our relationship to them. And that's the first step is baby steps, learning that, learning how to do that, learning how to feel that freedom within ourselves, And from there, we start to actually realize we are the ones dreaming our dream, writing our reality. And that's the next phase is then we start to go, well, in order for me to live my dream life, We actually have to create it and be it It on, on a full level of feel it, sense it, taste it, know it, birth it into creation, dream it into creation before it's going to be the dream that we want it to be. And it's opposite or counter to how most of humanity wants things to happen. Most of us are like, give me the solution, then I'll feel better. (laughs) Give me a a world where there's no violence and then I'll be happy and feel safe. Mm -hmm. And we're the ones that have to dream it. We need to dream the new reality into place and then it will be that. And I think that's kind of the next step after that is learning that we can unwrite the story, then how do we rewrite our story?
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, I have a question for you that I've um I've been waiting to ask. And I think it's time to. Is there an owner's manual for this thing?
0: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Oh, I love that because I feel there's that we absolutely have an owner's manual that we came in with an owner's manual that we just we didn't realize where it was or it got misplaced. And really, this I feel is our birth chart, our exact signature, our star stamp, our starfire stamp of when we are birthed in into this incarnation as this body, as this avatar of who we are in this lifetime and within our star patterns it is acknowledging our greater light kind of um story within within the cosmos within the universe because as our soul travel it's it travels through particular uh particular pathways as you will and as it has experiences with different stars we get imprints from these And because of these imprints, it will create a mark as to how we even enter into this dream or this reality, and this physical experience. And so when we start to learn to go back to our star chart, to be able to one, maybe see it first as the 12 houses, maybe what sun sign we were born into, that's just barely scratching the surface. It goes into so many intricate layers to begin to show us the levels in which our psyche, are, are potentially thinking about things. It will show us where our past patterns are and how to evolve out of them and to create them into something new. So within this, as we even begin to move through this, I have found that by blending not only our astrological chart, being able to blend it with um, looking at it from uh, placement, as well as evolutionary perspective, adding the human design layers to it and adding the galactic or the fixed star placements upon it. Now we start to open ourselves up to beginning to read our library. And as we start to learn what each of these different archetypes or the stars hold for us and planets hold for us, we can start to then start to realize where something else might be um, circulating or playing out something upon our consciousness. And that as we start to learn where we are potentially being imprinted by outside influences, many times, now we get into this place, what I like to call becoming a spiritual adult, where we start to realize, okay, that might be a program that's running, but now I am choosing to step in and to consciously manage it to consciously be the divine sovereign that steps into my higher self and in essence in a lot of ways we first learn that we're not just our sun sign but we got to step into acknowledging our polarity point so as an aquarius we get to also embrace leo and that we are just as much leo as we are aquarius. And now we're starting to instead of being polarized on one side, we're we're starting to balance the polarity within ourselves. But then as we look at this, we look at the 12 archetypes that are held within there and we start to embrace all of them and bring them all as who we are. And when this happens, what starts to really happen, and in the in kind of I believe it's in the Buddhist kind of tradition or or Buddhist Tibetan, it's the idea of stepping off the karmic wheel. That when you actually embrace all of the archetypes and step out of them as a sovereign being, you actually step off the wheel of having it influence you. And you now step into the next phase. But then from that phase, this is part of our journey of know your blueprint. So you know where you came from, so that once you step off the wheel, you're your own sovereign being, where are you going to go? <laughs> That's the kind of the neat thing about it.
1: Can you describe to me that that transition from, just to be clear, uh, stepping off the wheel is, is going your own way, you know? Um, and not necessarily being influenced by, by your chart and your blueprint? Is that is that what you mean by stepping off?
0: So one really neat way to kind of um, bring this into a practical way is we understand that the moon every 28 days goes through two very intense cycles, which we would call the full moon and the new moon. And that we know within these times, it really influences us on an emotional level, because that is also something that, that the moon is affiliated with is the subconscious and and where we feel, we feel our emotional security in this life, is it what the moon represents for us as a house placement, as a sign placement for you. And so within this, we can understand now that we could start to become more aware and go, oh, I am aware that in the next three days, the full moon, is about to take place. Therefore, we start to become more mindful of what energies it might be influencing. We might even go as far as to know what sign the new moon is or the full moon is going to be in and in what house it'll be playing out for in us. So we will know what aspect of our life it will be more predominantly influencing. And as we step into this, now we're observing it. Right. We're not just being like, oh, man, I don't know why I'm just out of it in the last few days. Instead, we're sitting there going like, hmm, isn't it interesting? I'm really feeling the influence of the moon moving the water through my body. (laughs) And that as we become aware of it now, we are not just being tossed around by Uh the influences of the planets, but now we're being mindful of it and utilizing it as tools, we're never going to not be influenced by the planets mm-hmm. and our blueprint in this lifetime. But what we can be is mature with how we are going like, oh, guess what? I'm in a Mars retrograde right now and it's in a Mars opposition. I should potentially watch any places I am overreacting to things in that kind of way. So that's really kind of one of the beautiful tools of starting to use our blueprint
1: yeah by becoming more aware of it we again get less tossed around by it and we can we can actually use it um as we Mm -hmm. navigate things now there's there's something i really want to address in this list um you know at this point i'm i'm opened up to to all of this and even kind of working with my 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 birth chart is very new to me i'm haven't taken much baby steps into into that yet um something that i'm definitely feeling this the sense of resonance and intrigue around um but there's still this i have to admit like i still feel this 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 block around it um that's looking to and perhaps this isn't going to be the way to to resolve this but it almost feels like i want to find some sort of more tangible understanding around it that the word that comes up for me is is scientific um so maybe if we spoke to a little bit about like why does this why is it that we are influenced by these planetary bodies and stars like how can we yeah i think that's it why why are we influenced by them
0: That's a great question, because, again, a lot of times it's like they're so far away. Why do they influence? Why are they having any connection to who we are in this Earth body? And, you know, it's like I do love um, I'm probably not going to get the quote right from Rumi, you know, that we are made of the stars, you know, that we are stardust. And on a very atomic level, it is seen that the chemistry in our body is the very same chemistry of the stars, but one of the greatest gifts that we have is why does the moon influence us? You know, and as we get to kind of look at a planetary or a, you know, a moon body that's like that, it's sitting there going like, this is something that's quite out, you know, and actually it's orbiting through earth's, you know, aura. It's attuned to earth and, and earth's aura. So, cause earth is a larger body, right? And But yeah, we can, without a doubt, scientifically look at the planet and go, yeah, no, I know that when the moon hits this phase, the tide is going to change in the ocean. You know, and this was something that I used to love to play with. I lived in, in Hawaii for a very long time and surfing was just honestly one of the most beautiful ways in which I Transmuted a lot of processes and karma out of this body. And it was just a phenomenal, humbling experience to be with basically the body of water of Earth, of this planet, something that could feel so nurturing and soft. And in the next breath, could be get big and just kind of spank you, right? You know, and put you in your place and remind you how small you are. And yet, the moon, literally can change the tide and that through this it really takes us starting to look at the way gravitational fields work the way in which different planetary bodies even far out and you know i don't have all the scientific knowledge for this but this is actually how a lot of astronomers find new planets Because they're sitting there watching the orbit of planets and they're going, oh, but this one does this. And the only reason it should do this is if there was another planetary system out there creating an influence on it, pulling it in that orbit, right? And so a lot of the discoveries of the planets, of the stars, have actually come from watching the influence of orbits of things that are so far away that they couldn't even prove it but they knew it had to be there because of the gravitational way in which orbits are happening. And so within this, it's very much a quantum thing. And again, a lot of this is science that I can only point people to, to understand, but when even a lot of the quantum kind of um, research was being done of two, say, two um, photons that had been together, but then were split apart, That regardless of the distance that they were apart, the moment something happened to one of them, it immediately, almost without even being able to tell if there was a difference in time, it immediately played out on the other one. And this is the level I think we're having to get to to expand ourselves is to realize, okay, quantum... um, Physics and a lot of the new sciences are coming and starting to show us how, you know, thoughts do move things, how even though we might be separate from another, we can be completely on the other side of the planet. But if we're really attuned with each other, I can be thinking of you and you will immediately know or think of me and know that I'm thinking of you and think of me back. Right. It's like kind of like having that link. That is some of the scientific ways I think we're going to get to. To understanding why we are influenced by some of these, these memories, these light codes in these planetary bodies.
1: Amazing. Yeah, I feel myself opening up to the the knowing that um, we are we're certainly being influenced by these these bodies. I'm actually curious, do you have any um, understanding or awareness around why is it that the the placement of these planets when we when we come into incarnation have has such a um, in association with our, our blueprint our makeup.
0: I you know as I as I go into it deeper and deeper, I really feel it's about the play on our psyche uh, on our our conceptualization if you will, of who we are as an individualized being because you know in a lot of ways even from the evolutionary perspective, it's almost thought of that our soul or our oversoul is like the ocean. And that as we individualize that we are more like a a portion or a drop of that water (laughs) that goes on a journey, right? And that as we go on a journey, the moment that the water that was once all part of the ocean now feels individual, it feels separate, it feels as like it's on its own journey. Maybe it's a rain drop, maybe it's a drop of water over a waterfall, and each of these are the individualized experiences that now make what that portion of water going through different than maybe the ocean but as it if, if we would imagine kind of having this evolutionary process of returning back to the greater ocean of who we are we would imagine that as water and this is why i think this is such a great metaphor as water water holds the memory of everything it's touched
1: scientifically proven but yeah. yeah yeah
0: and so now imagine as we be kind of like this drop that returns back to the ocean. What are we bringing? We're bringing back memories. We're bringing back experiences. I almost like to think of lifetimes of, say, you go on a trip. You're going to go on vacation. You're going to come back and be at right, this first, same place you started from. You're going to come back home. What did you come back with? you change. You're a different person when you came back because of your experiences, what you went through, who, like everything that you had an awareness of within that is going to make from you forward a completely different person than you were before you left, even though you came back to the same place. Mm -hmm. And so within this, as we get to start to understand this, that now we're having an awareness of how the individualized experience gets to really affect the greater portion of how we start to get to see things from a larger perspective and if we could see things kind of from this larger perspective as we look at this earth i think this is the gift of these starseed chart readings and looking at our chart is we open up to the potential we're not going to be able to sit and go like oh prove to me that i was in lyra and in the lyran wars prove it to me (laughs) it's not gonna happen right what i notice as a physical validation is that a lot of times we get these experiences where we get to these larger perspectives and as now all of a sudden we have this aha awareness witnessing potentially where the origin of this trauma came from there's a release of energy in the body All of a sudden, maybe we feel validated. We don't feel so alone. We don't feel so different. We feel as though all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I have something that validates why I've been feeling what I've been feeling. And even though we might not be able to scientifically prove in this personal moment, how that validated, our body validates it for us because it creates the release of energy Mm. in order to create more breath, More potential freedom, more of a sense of calm, of peace, of less traumatized charge in the body that's creating agitation. And as that agitation goes away, we just feel it. We just feel more at peace. We feel more like, Mm -hmm. you know what? I think I can handle what's going on in this life. I can see it from a bigger picture. It's kind of like now we start to look at this life. And here's an invitation I have to to everyone is. Take moments every once in a while and imagine that the life you are living right now, what if you could look back at it, have an imagination of looking at your life right now as if you were having a past life regression and looking at your current life as a past life. What would you do? Would you be happy with how you're looking at it? Would you want to shift and change anything? Would you want to maybe shift things? to To be like, man, no, I I I want to have the courage to be my voice, to be who I am, you know, because it's like most things. Even when you listen to the videos of of um, uh, people in their 80s, 90s, or 100, and they ask them the question, was there anything in this life that you regret? And almost across the board, they always will say if there was anything they regretted at all, it would have been something they did not just go for it and do it, Mm -hmm. you know. And so that's my kind of love of this is that I'm feeling within others their courage to just be like, screw it, I'm going to be me. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) I am more than my body. I am more than this lifetime. And so therefore, if I start to see things as my higher self, I want to utilize this body as an avatar of my higher self and go for it, be the light, be the love, be the courage. And so that's, you know, just one of the benefits that I've just really been seeing from this work.
1: I was gonna ask about the the benefits to to working with our charts and using these sort of tools, but I think you kind of just summed it up all right there, becoming a fuller expression and integration of our higher selves and an authentic expression of who who we really are. Um, is there anything that you want to add to that with regards to again what we can get out of using uh, these sort of tools?
0: You know, honestly, one of the things I think is really neat is that the more we can actually start to see this blueprint and see maybe the larger picture move beyond just this lifetime experience, start to have a connection to our higher self, to our, our heart, our soul, you know, what I have found that it does is that as we go outward, potentially to look at our blueprint. Inevitably, what it does is then it opens up the doorways to our inner temple and it brings us home. And so truly our journey in this life is to come back home into ourself, be comfortable within ourself, go inwards into really feeling, sensing, knowing, be a co-creator with your body. In this lifetime as a conduit that moves light and in unison with the earth. And so that I think is, you know, it's something that I feel the guardians, the guides really moving us towards, especially in this year with so much shifting and changing upon the planet. That it's really calling those of us that are doing this work and and even resonating with this information now come inward be with the breath, be still with yourself, know thyself, and that within that, that that is that subtle space that opens up everything for us to begin to find the answers, and then we do find that all of the answers we seek truly are right inside of us. And we've just learned how to pl- unplug from any of the outside influences so that we can have the permission, honestly, to come back into that s- still place within ourselves. And so with that, I would honestly say the blueprint, it's a tool. It's a tool for anyone that resonates with it. It's not the only tool on the planet, but it's beautiful as a tool for us to know ourselves so that we can begin to quickly move along that path into the stillness within our heart. And I would say that that is the true journey.
1: And now I think you've summed it all up for us. Amazing. So I do have uh, one more grand finale question for you. Uh, but before we do, I like to, I'm starting to like having that be the the closing. Um, I'd love for you to share with with the audience if someone was interested in, in doing some, some work with you, uh, where can they go about doing so? And maybe actually the other thing I would like for you to add to that is, um, you know, I, I think- pretty much everyone um, listening to this is aware of birth chart readings, um, human design starting to become more popularized. Um, but there's actually a few that um, I first came across when looking into to you. Um, so I'd love to hear you share about those tools that you work with that aren't as common. Um, and then of course, again, where, where can someone find you and perhaps get involved with the work that you do if they're interested in doing so. Oh,
0: wonderful. Uh, well. If anyone is interested, you can find me most easily at my website, which is withbecca.com. And on there is links to everything. There's links to the YouTube channel that I have, which I post many, many videos just as a way to share a lot of this information. And also it has a listing of, of the different offerings that I have. And within this, you know, yes, the, the charts are one tool. And within this, as we start to get to look into the charts of maybe looking at the different intricacies of, say, the human design, which can go layers after layers after layers, even showing us how we're influenced in the dream realm when we're sleeping. So it can go layers and layers and layers as we're looking at it, as can our astrological chart as far as a tool for helping us evolve. But then, you know, as we get to be with each element, there is um, definitely one of my favorite ways in which I, I work with other individuals is through something I just call soul coaching, which we utilize any and all of the, tools to be with whatever is coming up in order to gently be able to go into the nurturing of witnessing it and restoring it back to love. And that within this, it's it's one of the tools that I like to offer as well as past life regression or QHHT as another way to maybe go into the experience and to really pull the movie back or pull, pull the remembrances back within this and within the, especially within the soul coaching, you did mention some of the other modalities, um, that I utilize and it's it's really a collaboration like a toolbox of being able to go in to be able to work with the psyche wherever we are because truly in a lot of ways what we're dealing with is our Saturn (laughs) our Saturn is the way in which our mind conceptualizes things and boxes in things so it's really our belief systems whether or not some one person will be totally comfortable with something and another person will be like oh that's bad or oh you shouldn't do that Why does, why does one person think it's okay and another person doesn't? That's your Saturn. That's your, 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 um, your way in which your mind conceptualizes what is good or what is bad. And most of the times as we start to learn to work with this, what we're really doing is learning how to either remold or completely shatter and recreate our ability to open ourselves to larger and larger belief systems. And through this, you know, it's just to allow ourselves to be gentle with the process. This isn't something that we're going to ever hit a finish line within this lifetime. So I like to tell people the goal is truly imagine what it is that you do want your to dream your life into being. Imagine what you do want in your life. What makes you happy? What do you want to create? What, what, when you wake up in the morning, how do you want to experience your reality. And all of these tools are just ways to help us either identify, clear, remove, and rewrite. But truly the focus is to focus on what we do want to create, not on what is wrong. (laughs) These are all just the tools to help us. And so within that, one of my my greatest joys is to to really help people in whatever way that they're choosing to reach the dreams that they are wanting to dream in this reality, to have the permission to be that dream and then help with gifting these tools to be able to clear anything out of the way.
1: What an invitation. Okay, you're ready for the grand finale question?
0: I am so ready.
1: (laughs) You just actualized the power to telepathically communicate to all of humanity.
0: What do you say? That would be an incredible gift and responsibility for all humanity. And for us to be telepathically, fully and completely transparent with each other is actually something I think a lot of us remember because a lot of the more advanced um, star nations and interdimensional races live within this. And I think it's a memory that we have. And something that they share with us is to actually realize that we are not hiding our thoughts in our head. That when we walk around, everything we're thinking is actually emanating out around us like a hologram like pictures. So therefore being super telepathic means that we're a walking open book. Every thought you're thinking, every emotion that you're experiencing, every dream that you're daydreaming is like all of these holograms being expressed in kind of like pictures all around. And so that within this, that this is really in a lot of ways a gift for us, that the more and more that we realize this, the more that we can step into being spiritual adults. Let's really catch ourselves. let's really be mindful of every thought we think, every feeling that we're emanating, every way that we are expressing something through the frequencies in the universe because we're starting to get to that place as being spiritual adults. that if it's not a spiritually, you know, um, shareable wave, if it's not a, a love-based wave, we'll just say it that way, that truly to be telepathic would be a detriment to us because we would begin to actually see a lot of this emanating within and that it is a training wheels for us to step into this place of telepathy and that are we willing? Would you be willing to be so transparent that you would be that guardian of your thoughts to make sure that every single thought, feeling and emotion that you emit to the universe is a shareable wave? And with that, I would be so absolutely honored to be able to be a part of this for planetary consciousness, for us to step into what it truly means to be telepathic.
1: Thank you again, Becca, for all the wisdom, all the knowledge that you share, and for the light that you're you're holding uh, for humanity. It's quite clear that you have our collective um at heart and mind and everything that you do and um I, I can feel and i appreciate that and i'm sure so many are being touched by it as well so thank you again for for being here on your solar return day i'm gonna call in on the soul more time that are tuned in right now to blast you with some love and celebration um we we appreciate you and i had a lot of fun having you on the show
0: Thank you so much. It was
1: so much fun and such an honor. Senders, that is going to be it for my conversation with Becca B. I trust that it was able to inspire in you excitement to continue in the exploration of remembering who you are, and perhaps your galactic memories too. And maybe this will entail wanting to go deeper with tools such as human design, your birth chart, galactic astrology which if you are looking to do I can think of few better people than Becca B to be your guide through this exploration so of course the links to connect with her and her work will be included in the show notes to this episode and for those of you that are hearing the call to undergo this exploration alongside fellow ascenders because you too see the value in us coming together community with like-hearted souls to connect with each other to learn with each other grow with each other uh, that's exactly what we're doing at the Ascend Academy I've said it before and you'll probably hear me say it over and over again nothing has fueled my process more than conversations that I've had such as the ones I've had on the show and the ones that we have in the Ascend Academy. And now with things having been opened up with us offering a free membership to join us on our platform. Well, if I wasn't already strongly encouraging you to consider this invitation, this call, well now I am because now's the time, Ascenders, for us to truly come together to ascend together. So if you're hearing the call, academy.togetherweascent.com is where you'll find us, as well as where you'll be able to activate your free membership. Hope to see you there, Ascenders, and again with us next week for another episode of the Awaken Podcast. And until then, keep ascending.